we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. Okay, I don't know. Don't, don't ever so bring so you guys around me. Let me tell you something. The only thing. If I want to see that, I would have wrote it. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, but Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hot and bravo podcast on the Buttered Pop Network. My name is Eddie Estrada. I'm here with my co-host, Armin. Armin, how you doing? I'm great, Eddie, but not as good as you. I am doing well. I'm kind of like not in the best mood right now. I'm like have the post-Coachella blues. Oh, you do? Yeah, that's understandable. That post-Coachella depression. Yeah, it's like I came back to the city and all I want to do is just be in the desert, in the sun, frolicking around the Indio fields. But at least you went. I did go. Did you I run into any housewives, any Bravo liberties? I didn't. I brought our morally corrupt hat and I brought my all about the pasta hat. I wore them each one day to, you know, the, rep the merch. I uh, was hoping to see someone Bravo related and was going to literally give them the hats off my head. But I did not run into anyone, sadly. <sighs> Next time. I, I, did, I did see Justin Bieber in the crowd, though, for YG. But I think that he was like my closest. I think he would have liked the morally corrupt hat. I should have just given it to him. I really should have. Uh, next year. Coachella 2020. Yeah, Justin, I'll be looking for you. Yep, <laughs> you have a hat with your name on it. All right, but we're not here to talk about Coachella. We're talking about the other coast. That's the East Coast. It is Summer House Recap Day. Now, I know this is like a day late than we usually do, but I literally had to recover from Coachella. I, I, I was non-functioning. I had Coachella voice. That wasn't happening on when- Monday night. No way. Yeah, there's no way. The dust had to- the totally destroyed my vocal cords. Like, I literally sounded like a horse. I'm shocked you're here today. So there was- I'm fine. I mean, I'm- I sound normal-ish, so I think I'm good. I think I'm okay. But-, but just psychologically, you know? I'm sure emotionally you're still in Indio. Emotionally, I'll always be in Indio. <laughs> Coachella has a special place in my heart, but you know who doesn't think they have a place in someone's heart <laughs> is Carl. Carl and Paige have their fight continued from last episode um, where basically Carl's like wanting to date Paige. He's getting really upset that she's flirting and has agreed to go on a double date with Max, which is British, British Dave. Is that his name? I think so. Yeah. Friend that, you know, Hannah's going out with and he is having a conversation with Lindsay and He's basically saying, you know, I did all this stuff for her. I really shelled out. Like, you know, I I showed her how much I want to be with her. I'm the best guy she'll ever have. And she's not, she's not taking it. She's playing these games. And Lindsay's like, well, then put it on ice. She's like, well, then just cut it out. Don't, don't feed into the relationship. Just put it on ice. And literally Hannah and Paige are right there listening to this entire conversation. And Paige is not happy that Lindsay is saying to ice her. And I think Hannah actually does the right thing in that instance to go to Lindsay, basically back channeling to tell her, this is what's being said about you. And I'm trying to be your friend. There's possibly a miscommunication, at least based on what Lindsay's telling her in that moment. But Lindsay is still pissed off. She like freaks out and she's like, you know what? I don't have time for this. Fucking squash it. Hannah. (laughs) Yeah, that was hilarious. Squash it. I was like, she's like, I'm not in high school. Yeah, and then she like goes, so then basically everyone's talking upstairs about the same issue. 
and she gets like really upset about the two. What does she call them? This isn't like yearbook club. <laughs> I don't need a fucking committee. This is a yearbook yeah, committee. Yearbook committee. That's what it was. I was living for Lindsay. This was so much fun. What's great like, about th- that to me is that I feel like the adult thing to do would be to actually go and talk to Lindsay and catch her up on what's being said about her. But she like gets really pissed at Hannah and she's like, go squash it. As if it's Hannah's beef to squash. I feel like that's more the middle school thing and her reaction is a little more immature. And I feel like Hannah is the most mature person in this whole situation. But it was truly a kill the messenger moment. Oh, it was 100% kill the messenger moment. Hannah just like, honestly, I get where Hannah was coming from. And I probably would have done the same. But Lindsay did, did not want that. She was flabbergasted that Hannah would even have the audacity to come over there and involve her in this drama. And I love that moment when Lindsay is talking to Carl and venting her frustrations out on this whole situation. And Kyle kind of like sneaks up and he's like, I'm just here for moral support and I'm a Christmas tree. That's all I am. (laughs) And then Carl is trying to kind of calm Lindsay down, you know, like get her off the ledge a little bit. And Lindsay's like, but they're young. (laughs) She like doesn't respect them at all because of the age difference. That's actually one of my pet peeves. Really? Yeah, because... About, about her or about people in general? About people in general. Because age doesn't signify maturity. How's my maturity to age ratio? Awful. <laughs> Terrible, right? <laughs> Extremely awful. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but I, I, I hate that. Tr- there was truth in that. <laughs> and uh, just, a, just a tad bit of truth. It just hurt me. <laughs> but, I mean, we've all heard the term old soul. So I just think Lindsay is using this as a sort of crutch this season that these girls are young and thus shouldn't be taken seriously. Anyway, I kind of, I didn't love that. But ultimately, actually, Lindsay and Paige worked things out. And Lindsay did apologize for being super pissed. She's like, look, I'm a little heated. Yeah, uh, I love that. She was like, I'm a little heated right now. <laughs> like, I'm just going to walk away. It was so great. And I will admit, Lindsay was right about this. Paige needed to go talk things out with Carl. And yes, she could have her whole little committee going on, or she could be upset with Lindsay, but that's not really addressing the issue. It wasn't. But Carl and Paige sit down and they have a chat. Paige basically explains to him that the way he's handling the situation is garbage. Almost like he is not interested. Yeah. She's like, you know, it, it's not that I don't like you. It's not that I don't want to give you a chance, but it's like, you're never not even giving me anything to take a chance on. Like I need 8am text in the morning. Valid. I need, Hey, let's go grab dinner this week. Valid. Like all of her points are valid. He's using her as like this weekend girlfriend, which is like, I, I can admit when I was, I'm wrong. I do not think, well, do we think now that Paige was just flirting with the other guy to get with him? Or was she like, seriously, just like done? I think as Paige told Carl, she's been very direct. I don't think Paige plays that many games. I think the only game she plays is like hard to get. But I think it it speaks to like what she said uh, is her traditionalness. Like she's very traditional. So she's not going to maybe always go with her instincts, which may be to text a guy. Because as she said, she needs to be texted. Yeah. 
Um, but otherwise, I don't think she's going to go that out of her way uh, to flirt with a guy that she's not interested in and even commit to a double date, which, you know, won't happen now, but we'll talk about that. And yeah, that seems far-fetched to me, to be honest. I mean, she did say she wanted a royal wedding and, you know, just being British would give that to you. <laughs> One step closer. Um, just as Lisa Vanderpump, she thinks she's queen of everything. It's just a British, it's a British thing. Everyone's royalty. I feel like it doesn't matter what, what podcast we're doing, Eddie, you find a way to sneak a dig on Lisa Vanderpump and I love it. It's it's honestly been a recent thing as of late just because the Twitter trolls have really gotten to me that I'm ready to use my platform for good. I'm into it. Keep um, doing it. But I do want to address one thing. Paige calls Carl out for saying that he is the best guy she'll ever get. And Carl goes, 100%. I'm the no, best you're ever like, going totally to get. like, yeah, 100%. I loved that. I honestly, if okay, honestly, if someone did like a power move like that to me, I would be like, wow, respect. I love that. Anybody who says that they are the best that another person is ever going to get automatically disqualifies you from being the best person that another person is going to get. You think? Oh, yeah, of course. That's, uh, that is... It was, ex- it was extremely douchey. <laughs> and beyond douchey, it's an unfathomable level of hubris. I found it to be a power move. I loved it, Carl. I appreciated it. I love stuff like that. And especially when Carl does it, you know, I have a soft spot in my heart for Carl. And he does admit to Paige, he's like, girls are usually so infatuated with me and I'm not used to having to work for it. Yeah, I I was like, oh my God, that was was a little bit douchey too. Like, that was like, I'm just so used to women throwing themselves at me that when one doesn't throw them at me, they're like, oh, what is this, love? And the fact that he said that Paige is making it so hard, Paige is making it so easy in my opinion. She is letting him I off agree. the hook, right? Yeah, she's she's giving him a second chance, and she's ex- telling him exactly what he needs to do. Yeah, the communication is perfect from Paige. You know, as she said, Carl is a helpless puppy that she is going to train. Carl, you don't always get that training. Believe me, you're missing out on a lot of great girls because they're not even considering you. And And Paige right here is saying, I am going to show you the way, and he's saying, oh my god, I can't believe Paige is making it so unbelievably hard. She is literally giving you the blueprint to her heart. <laughs> this is as easy as it gets, and it kind of illustrates how little game this guy has. This guy has no game. Sadly, he, he even said it himself, he doesn't even know how to date anymore. Like, yeah. he doesn't know how to do it. Clearly. And I think that's so spot on, because he feels so, like, nervous and flustered, and, like, he shouldn't, because she's, like you said lit exactly what he needs to do to get her and it it doesn't get much easier than this yeah as long as he follows the steps she gives does the things she says he'll get Paige, and she's like oh Paige is you know such a mystery i'm i'm into the puzzle of Paige. it's like what puzzle this is like literally like oh the color in the circle you only have one circle like it's that easy one plus one is two carl this is like what eddie what would you say a 50 piece puzzle this is nothing not even. It's like one of those four-piece puzzles. <laughs> and guess what? They're all squares, so you could just literally put them, and they're all one color, so you could just put them together. You don't even need to think. This reminds me of season one when Kyle was trying to flirt with Stassi. No game. Oh, my God. Zero game. Ugh. 
Talk about someone who was worse at flirting. Carl, oh my god! Kyle I think Kyle may actually be flirt worse at flirting than than Carl, but it's close. Well, he doesn't need to flirt anymore, and we'll talk about that in a bit. But first, we need to talk about Paige's double date partner, mm-hmm. who will no longer be held up a date partner because he's dipping in the other house guest Danielle <laughs> three times so d- three times which was like oddly specific and like weirdly graphic for me I don't know why I was just like do I need to know all of this that was like, TMI for you? I already I already had to watch it it was on my tv screen I don't know you were like I don't need to know that it went down in the shower yeah that was like it was like I didn't need to know where when how many times like I get it girl I'll get your rocks off <laughs> but I don't need to hear from any of them I don't know it was it also funny that way. Danielle stole another girl's guy because she is extremely sensitive about other girls stealing her guys if you remember throughout the last two seasons yeah so it was like girl did you not see he was I don't know it was weird. Was she doing it just to get back at Jordan and then she just fell too deep? Like, that could totally be valid. That's exactly it. And once again, much respect to Paige because Paige didn't make a big deal about it. Paige is like, you know what? I'm glad you got it. Like, get that butt, Danielle. You know? Just rooting get rooting that, for the roommate. Get that butt, Danielle. <laughs> I die. Um, But no, I mean, good for her. I'm really glad to see Danielle, like, really branching out and kind of, like, being such like a fun and feisty character this season. Like, I feel like we didn't really get to see this Danielle last season. She was a little bit more like, I I don't want to say like tame, but she was like a little bit more reserved last season. And now I feel like she's having a lot of fun on the show. She's really enjoying herself. And I think it was clear when she was like, you know, on this sexual romp with her British lover, Max, which I was like kind of rooting for her. So you go girl. I I completely agree. She does seem like she's having more fun. Maybe she had first season jitters. I mean, who wouldn't? Right. It it probably was so terrifying. Now she's like, I had sex here. I had sex there. (laughs) I had sex anywhere. It's like green eggs and ham, but, you know, the Kama Sutra. Um, (laughs) Let's talk about the cast member who never has sex, but seems to make out with everyone. Jordan. Another girl that he made out with who is apparently invisible. Jordan only makes out with invisible girls. Well, according to the ladies in the house, this is 100% the only rationale for the reason why they can't find or ever see these girls that he's quote-unquote dating. And I feel bad because I feel like we give Jordan a lot of bad rap, but this is just like the show is setting him up for failure. But also, how does he make out with all these girls who don't seem to exist or at the very least leave zero breadcrumbs? It's like, yeah, I made out with the girl who was like over there. Huh. We never saw a girl who was over there. No, trust me, she was there the whole time. But nobody can identify these girls. I mean, I'm going to be honest. I'm not watching the people my friends are making out with because I'm usually, like, like, tongue deep in someone myself. So I completely understand why maybe no one has seen these women because everyone else in this house is too busy getting their butt to worry about anyone else's butt. So I think it's just... You know, everyone has their butt blinders on for themselves. And that's why they're not seeing Jordan's women. They're there. It's just, it's just a fact of the butt. So you think they exist? Let's get this on the record. Do you think these girls exist? I think they do. I think this one at least exists. And I don't think we're giving him the benefit of the doubt because, I mean, yeah, (laughs) boy who cried wolf. But 
you know, sometimes there actually is a, a wolf. And it always happens on the fourth time. And, you know, he had three strikes before. So I'm, I'm here to believe him. I think there's 0.00001% chance that these girls exist. And I'm just trying to be nice because they don't exist. So <laughs> how, about, how about Jordan claiming that he met the love of his life? The love of his life, yet doesn't know her name and didn't get her number. You know, I guess he, I guess he, this guy is just the unluckiest human being on earth because he only makes out with girls who don't have names, are invisible, and they don't have phones. I mean, ugh. I feel like I've met the love of my life sometimes, and you're just on the dance floor. You're just on the dance floor, living it up. You're like three tequila sodas deep. Eddie, this wasn't a dance floor. This is a house party. Where Honestly, they were having a conversation. Like, they had jello shots, Armin. It's all the same. And you just, you know, you feel a connection. And that connection's there. And you know what? As Carrie Underwood once sang, I don't even know their last name. Okay. I don't know if the recipient of my message is going to be listening. But if you are out there. And you made out with Jordan last summer. Please, please, at Hot and Bravo on Twitter and let us know. I would like to know if you exist. And I want to know how you are able to be so invisible, exist without a phone in the 21st century, and have no name. I, 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 need, to, I need to know who this person is. Um, what else happened in this episode? Um, oh, let's talk about... Uh, Kyle and Amanda. So Kyle goes shopping for a ring and he kind of casually reveals that he's been like saving up for this ring for a while. Like this is something he's been planning um, and that money he's put aside and he picks up the ring uh, that he's going to pose to Amanda with. But before he does that, he travels back home to his parents' house. And he tells them that he's going to get engaged, and they're both ecstatic. Like, if you remember, Kyle's mom loved Amanda when they went on their, like, family double date um, last season. And his dad's really excited as well. But he explains to them that part of the reason he decided to get engaged was to show... Amanda how serious he really is because he reveals to them he did cheat on Amanda a little over a year ago I was so impressed that Kyle did this I mean it's not like they weren't going to find out on the show anyways but I felt like this was a really nice moment because he was able to be really vulnerable and I really do feel like he is serious about the atonement for what he's done by telling his parents and holding him accountable in that regard. You know what I mean? Totally. It, feel, it feels yeah. very genuine and sincere. And I'm really just kind of like contrasting it against Jax Taylor, who feels very <laughs> insincere. And don't get me wrong. Like I love Jax, you know, I'm a Jax sympathizer, but like seeing this moment, like really made me like, it really made me proud of Kyle and it really made me feel like this isn't just like, Oh, you know, like I cheated. I might cheat again. Like he's serious about this and it, it made me really happy. I thought it was a great scene and I thought it was even better that his mom was able to connect with him too and be like, you know, we all make mistakes. 
Right. And she had cheated on Kyle's father. And apparently that was the first time that Kyle had ever heard that. So that was equally as surprising as the fact that Kyle was able to be so mature and transparent with his parents. That's a gutsy move. I'm sure it's very difficult to have to admit that you had such a transgression to your parents because, as Kyle said, he wants to make his parents proud, like anybody does, right? Yeah. And then it turns out that once upon a time, his mom cheated on his dad, and his dad said, if you can't be faithful, then I can't marry you. And his mom was like, all right, I'll be faithful, I promise. (laughs) After some waffling, apparently his mom was like, I'm not sure if I could be so faithful. That was a great moment. And it goes to show we're all flawed in some way. But with deep connections, we can help make each other better, right? Uh, Amanda has clearly helped Kyle just become a whole new person, a much better person. And we even saw that with Kyle's parents, right? But we also, sadly... See that possibly crumbling down to the ground in literally the next scene where Lindsay calls her Aunt Rhonda. And we love Aunt Rhonda. She's great. Um, She's Lindsay's like best friend, confidant, mentor. She's awesome. Bestie. She's everything. Um, And she calls her to let her know that she was out with a girlfriend. And this person who knows also Amanda and Kyle very well said that they saw Kyle out in the open publicly making out with this girl in New York four months ago, which is a lot more recent than a little over a year ago where he hooked up with the person on the bachelor party. Do we think this rumor is true? I have a hard time seeing Lindsay lying about this, especially with, Kyle and Lindsay at such a good place right now after starting off in a bad place. I don't know. Like, could Lindsay fabricate this? Or maybe it's the friend who is lying? Yeah, that's possible. Is the friend lying? I don't know. Or did the friend think she saw something and really didn't? Like, I don't want it to be true. And I don't think think it's true. true. I think it's true. It doesn't make him the worst person in the world, and I think they can get through it. But. Why I just don't see this is so out of the blue. I don't see someone doing this just for like what two minutes of fame, not even 15 minutes of fame, please. Like, I just don't see what this person would get out of it. I feel Uh, like it has to be true. I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) I don't think it's true, and I'm praying it isn't. (laughs) But I mean, we'll see. We'll see what happens because she's gonna do. Mono mono with Kyle. She's not going to tell Amanda because she says, if this was my boyfriend, I'd want to only hear it from him, um, which I think is valid. And I think that is the right decision. Aunt Rhonda's advice, Aunt Rhonda's too. Right? Yeah. Yep. Great yep. advice. Aunt Great Rhonda. advice. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, uh, this is like that territory I hate to walk on because it's like I love them so much that I don't want anything bad to happen to them. But uh, what makes them great reality TV is that they are flawed. They have their virtues and their vices. And then, you know, we, we see them fall, but that we see them pick themselves up. Maybe I'm cynical. Well, I think you are. <laughs> I just want them to find true love, which he was about to do with this proposal. And then, ugh, this rumor. It says a rumor. Reared its so. ugly head. Maybe well, it's a red herring. Maybe it's not true at all. Well, we'll see. But I think that's 
the episode? Did we that, get everything? That's the whole episode. Yep. Oh, I always get so sad because I feel like I could literally watch Summer House for hours. I think I've told you this before. You know what I'm going to do after this season? I'm going to do a complete rewatch. And I'm praying to the reality TV gods that we hear that season four has been greenlit. I think it will be. This has been the best season so far. So if they gave it's, it a chance after season one, season two, they should give it another one. I mean, it's gaining a lot of traction. Agreed. It's like becoming like a huge fan favorite. Like people, people are on the hot tamale train. <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm excited to well, see what goes down with this rumor. Same. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not excited. I'm terrified and nervous and I'm like hoping nothing bad happens. But if you guys want to make sure you do not miss an episode any recap that we do for not only Summer House with Vanderpump Rules, Beverly Hills, New York, we do it all. Make sure you guys are subscribed on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And if you guys want to live tweet with us, see what we're posting on Instagram. We're on Instagram and Twitter by searching Hot and Bravo. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. Armin, how can everyone find you? At Armin Mahram. And I'm at Eddie underscore Strata if you want to check out my Coachella picks. Yeah. Um, but we will see you guys next week. <laughs>